0: And this is the 30th chapter, and I'm going to read a couple of verses. I'm going to start with verse 15 and then also read verse 21 as well. So here are these words. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning in rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. And when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, your ear shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And this is the the word of God for each and every one of us here today. Thanks be to God. So as we think about just the um, the way, the the way of God, the way of Christ, we we might call it the way of compassion, the way of the cross, the way of peace, the way of love. Um, We pay a lot of attention to what Jesus said and what he did. uh, But today I'd also like us to think about the pace that he moved through life. And certainly in, in our, our culture and our times, we're, we're encouraged to, to move faster and faster and faster, and we just can't move fast enough. We're, we can never get enough done or accomplish enough. But yet Jesus, uh, even today, uh, I have a hard time imagining him riding around in a car or, or just flying from one place to the next. I, I think he would still move at a very slow and an intentional uh, pace. And quite often uh, uh, when we find people who are, are moving, uh, just taking their time, uh, we often frown upon them. <laughs> so why aren't you going faster <laughs> when actually it's really more the way the way of Christ and, and really just drinking deeply you know, of life and building those relationships. So as we take some time just to pray and to reflect on these words and uh, thinking about the, the gift of walking, we maybe don't think about walking being a, a spiritual discipline, but it's one of our older practices. Uh, what are the benefits? And just looking at who's here today, I, I know most of you take time to walk. Uh, what are the benefits of walking or what What do we learn through that practice of walking? Let's just take a few moments to, to pray and to reflect on that. Let us pray. Yeah. Well, well, thank all of you um, for sharing. I just had a, a few comments and just as a I might have a part two to walking because just I want to focus more on just on that pace of life because we're society just tells us to go faster and faster and faster. And it takes a lot of strength to say no to that pace of life and just say, no, I'm going to I'm going to walk. (laughs) And it's not just the walk turns into a metaphor just for how we live, like, like like Mary mentioned, just the way of Christ there. But. Last Sunday uh, after church, I I went drove down to Los Alamos, which is about a three and a half hour drive, Los Alamos, New Mexico, to, to see our son row. And before I went down there, he he said, Well, what do you want to do, Dad, when you when you get here? And I said, Well, oh, I'd just like to go on a few walks. And I'd also like to eat a couple good burritos. And he's been on this quest, <laughs> living outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, to find the best burrito and in Santa Fe. So I thought between walking and a good burrito, how could you possibly possibly go wrong? And and so once I got there, I got there late in, later in the evening, about 6.30, and he met me at the car. And before I even stepped out, he said, hey, let's go. Let's go for a walk. And I don't know if you've been to Los Alamos, but uh, it, it's a strange, talk about paradoxical place between the birthplace of the atomic bomb but it's just so much beauty there as well. And it's a really a, a very open-minded town nowadays. And they have this trail system that runs all through the town and all these canyons and just miles and miles of, of trails in that high desert beauty. And so Ro met me and, and just a, a block, a block and a half away from his house, there's a, a big trail. It's called the Canyon School Trail that leads into this canyon that runs through town. And we just walked along the, the rim of the canyon there for about 30, 40 minutes, just making light conversation and, and walking through the Ponderosa Pines, which was some of my favorite trees. And the, and the sun was slipping behind the, the mountains there. It was just a beautiful time. And then we dropped off into the canyon and, and we went down to a bridge that crossed the school canyon. And it's also just a... Um, a strange feeling, almost like you're floating when you're on that bridge and there's nothing beneath you, just staring into the depths of that canyon about 800, 600 feet below us there. And we just got lost, lost in our, our thoughts and our conversation and the, the natural beauty all around us. And he's, uh, for his gap year, he, he had the great internship of being a, a barista, a barista <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> and so we just talked about. Coffee and, and just his plans and, and life in general. And, and of course, a, a few conversations about where the best burritos were in Santa Fe as well, and planning our day for tomorrow there. And just walking across that bridge and, and suspended above the, the canyon, but we're also suspended just in our thoughts, suspended in time as well. And so we lost track uh, of where we were and the time of day. We were lost in the evening silence, which turned into the early darkness. And so as we returned to the house, we just felt rested and restored. And this is an experience I think a, a lot of you have heard you kind of echo here just on your, your, your comments on the, the joy and the benefits, the blessings of a walk. And walking is one of the oldest and one of the most simplest spiritual practices that we can engage in. And so it's very good for us just to be very intentional that um, sometimes I think society will frown upon us if we take time to walk and say, no, this is something that's very necessary for my being, for my essence. And our whole day goes so much better in our interactions with other people or just improve when we take that time to get centered through a walk. And there are many kinds of walks that we can go on. We can walk, a, and I think all these walks overlap, and they kind of interchange with one another, but we can walk for aerobic exercise, and just to raise our, our heart rates for our health, maybe the desire to lose a few of those uh, winter pounds. We can decrease our, our carbon imprint by walking, and I do this quite often, just walking to the post office or up to the PD grocery store, and also just the social aspects of a walk. You can't walk the post office or the grocery store and we're just going to see people along the way develop those relationships and have those conversations and we can walk for pleasure just to fill our body and and just to breathe deeply of of the fresh air and let the the sun warm our bodies and we can also walk to get from um, point a to, to point b and this is probably my least favorite kind of walk and kind of some of you are hinting at this where we're, we're driven where the walk is driven and then for me it's i don't know what to call that but it's it's not a walk <laughs> and I especially experience this on occasion when i'm at the airport and we need to catch a, a flight and we get on that flat escalator and I almost feel like it's a crime to walk on that flat escalator and just moving hurriedly and and all the noise and the busyness and, and passing people on it's like it, it's, it just seems like a travesty <laughs> to move through the airport that way and being so busy and chaotic. But it is a type, a type of a walk. And we can also just take a purposeless walk. And maybe more often than not, when we walk, uh, we, we might do this for a few minutes or, or half an hour. And on this, it's more like a stroll or an amble. And these are uh, much slower and they're, they're subject to curiosity and wonder. Someone mentioned this, taking that time every time the, our, our dog stops to smell something, we stop with them. And instead of yanking on the chain, we just observe and notice things, see what's around us and how long it takes to see just what is right in front of us at our feet or above us there. And this is just a, a purposeless walk. And we might turn this way or we might turn that way. We stop and we look at the flowers or a tree that's blooming. We hear the birds. We notice that interplay between the light and the shadows. We simply let our mind drift. As Bob was saying, we would just reflect. We let the wind touch our face there. And we lose track of where we are sometimes. Last week, several of you mentioned that when we wander, we wonder. And this is the, the beauty and the blessing of a walk. And I love that. I forget which one of you said that. But when we wander, we wonder. And Barbara Taylor, she's a, she's a wonderful theologian, just a tremendous writer. And, and, and she's also, you can tell that she walks a great deal. And she says to detach our walking from a destination is one of the best ways to recognize the altars in the world. And she would call the altars just noticing that which is holy and sacred, and it's all around us, and we pass by it all the time. And really about the only way we can see that is if we slow down and and, and we observe and we pay close attention. And I mentioned a quote from Henry David Thoreau. He says, an early morning walk is a blessing for the entire day. And so even for his time and for his place, I think Jesus moved at a much different pace through life. And he walked everywhere. He walked into the countryside. He walked by the, the Sea of Galilee. He walked on water. And he was walking when he called his disciples. And he said, come and follow me. And I was thinking about those words a little differently uh, this week in in reflection on walking. That he was asking not only about this way of life, but join me on a walk through life. Pay attention to how, what my paces and the rhythm of my days are. And he walked through life. And it's hard to imagine Jesus moving at a fast pace. I even think if a car was available, I don't think he would take it. I think he would continue to walk. And on Palm Sunday is the one time we find him when he's not walking and he rides a donkey into Jerusalem. But even then, the pace is slow and it's very different. And Barbara Taylor says, walking gave Jesus time to see things like the milky eyes of a beggar sitting by the side of the road or the round black eyes of sparrows sitting in their cages at the market. And because Jesus moved slowly, people and things came into focus for him, just as he came into focus for them as well. In the world, all of us, regardless of where we are in life, the world just tells us to move faster and faster and faster. We just can't get things done quick enough. Just keep moving quicker and faster. But Jesus moved slowly through life. He meandered. And I I love the passage when um, Mary and Martha and their brother is dying. And they send a word to Jesus that that hurry and get here quickly. Our brother is dying. And he takes four days to get there. And I think it was supposed to be like a normal two-day walk. And yet he takes four days. And What was he doing? Why did he take his time? And that's something we just have to wonder about there. But he was observing things and, and meeting people and telling us something about this hecticness and, and the craziness that we live in. And he took four days to reach them. And Barbara Taylor also says, while many of Jesus, Jesus's present day admirers pay attention to what he said and what he did as well as we should, we pay far less attention to the pace at which Jesus lived, the pace that he did things with. And she says, Jesus was a walker and not a writer. And he took his sweet time. And I love that. The savior of the world took his sweet time. <laughs> and that's just, if nothing else, if we could just remember that, we can take the time and, and breathe deeply of life. To follow Jesus is to walk in his footsteps at the pace that he lived life with. When we turn to the right or when we turn to the left, our ears shall hear a word behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is from Isaiah. Walk in the way of Christ, walking through life and taking that time just to be still and to look at things deeply. We need to talk more about what is our pace. If we think about the pace that we want to live life, and that's going to change all the decisions we make about the careers and the jobs that we take, because that pace is so important. And Jesus took his sweet time. He was and is an unhurried presence in the storms of life. Many of us walk let's think deeply about our walks, our strolls, and our ambles as a very necessary spiritual practice. I know I appreciate uh, some companies that they give you a long lunch break because they recognize there's a need to walk or just to sit still, and that's built into the day there. And walk tells us something about what it is to have a healthy spiritual, wholesome way to live. When we walk, we are more likely to see the holy and the sacred and to form relationships. We notice and we see things anew. just this week, I noticed our neighbor had planted some new plum trees. And we talked about that and what our hopes were there. Saw an elderly woman gazing out of her living room window and just returned a wave to her. We can notice that the kids down the street are building a palace out of bed sheets and fallen tree limbs. And when we're walking, we can take time just to stop and ask them about their enterprise and what they're doing in this magic kingdom that they are building. And we can hear the river running softly over the rocks. We can notice. A fox that is trotting lightly across Tom Weaver's hayfield. And when I wrote this last night, I went up to the PD and grocery store and, and who should I see but Tom Weaver. And I stopped and I said, hey, Tom, you, you made it into my meditation this week. He goes, what about? I go, about that fox. And we sit there and we talked about this den of foxes in his hayfield and where they might be. And he was just describing, of course, he has the, the blessing of years of just observing these foxes in his hayfield. We feel the earth beneath our feet and the breeze on our face. And the Reverend Jonas says, she says, we breathe God in and we breathe God out as we walk, listening to the inner voice of love that is always sounding in our heart. And a walk has the ability, the capacity to restore our soul's and our humanity. And my prayer is that we all may just walk closer to thee and to one another. Amen.